To the 415, a few milliseconds, that's plenty of time. 911, disconnected. Revolution, resurrected. Sick drops, got you infected. The new classic, Club Fantastic. The number you have your feet cross you over ai3 versus mode we up next one million world best step off never get on my level ounce a day my bud is a devil once a slit tko now pass the j this flow is a go 911 disconnected revolution resurrected sick drops got you infected the new classic club fantastic Welcome back to the Arrow Panel. I'm one of your hosts, Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. Oh, I'm, I'm next. Oh my god, we've done this in a while. I'm Demo, aka Bromead on Twitter. And we've got a special guest here today, world-famous dance game player, Hudson Felker. World-famous indeed, Roger Clark. You can find me on Twitter, at Hudson Felker, that's H-E-D-S-O-N-F-E-L-K-E-R. Nice. On Twitter, or YouTubes, or any of those other things. You probably can't find me on YouTube. I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. You're on like a million videos. Yeah. But I feel like people may be better know him as Kaze573. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, formerly cool. known, yes, as Kaze573. Yeah. Former KC finalist. Yeah. Uh, the world first, last, and only wild card. They actually added a song in the game named after me. Wild card. It's the extra stage. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm the wild card. So I mean, that's, that's my song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't pick it on me. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was that was a crazy that was a crazy time. Yeah, um, super crazy. We can talk about that. Actually. It's a totally different time than it than it is now. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's actually a really interesting story about it. Um, if you want to dive into that, we yeah, totally sure. can. Uh, but you know what made it so different interesting is that back then I think there was only like maybe five or ten locations in the U.S. that even had Ace. I think it was like five or ten round ones and maybe just a handful of Dave and Busters. Mostly on the West Coast. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, and so I honestly think that if it, that at that time other locations had machines, I might not have qualified. I mean, Kevin Bodie didn't have access to Ace. Yeah, I, I, I remember when Kevin got access and that was like two years later or whatever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I know Matt Magden didn't have access and stuff like that at the time. So it was really just Chris, Jeff, and then me and Paul kind of duking it out. I'm trying to think now, like, who, who are some of the top rankers in the U.S.? We've got ITG Alex. Th thinking about the most recent KAC qualifying period, obviously uh, Demo right here. Um, Maybe Mark from Colorado? Mark... With a bunch of Q's. M-A-R-Q-Q-Q-Q. -Q -Q -Q. Oh, okay, okay, Very, yeah. very uh, He's really offline. 
yeah, uh, yeah. like presence, but very yeah. online on EMUs for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a number of contenders now, but but at the time it was just Squid, us. maybe, etc. Squid, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to look at their 18 scores because that's really yeah, yeah. what what, yeah, what yeah. it boils down to. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Do you ever hear the story about how I became the wild card? Yeah, I in fact produced the documentary. About this exact thing. Oh, so I don't need to go into detail. (laughs) No, you you, you should go into detail. (laughs) Okay, well, to make a long story short, me and Paul were kind of going back and forth, and um, it was two sets of uh, four songs or three songs. You could redo one, I think. Um, And uh, it was Group A and Group B. And uh, I remember I kept on trying to raise like my Group A, kept trying to raise my Group B and stuff like that. And uh, Paul was just wrecking me on both. And, uh, like, about one or two weeks prior to it closing, I got a super solid group A. I'm talking, like, this was a lot more points than he had. But he was just, uh, he was just really wrecking me on, um, on group B. And I kept on trying to raise my score, and I just couldn't, I couldn't put it together. I'd, I'd kill the first two songs, last song would kill me, or I'd scoop on the first one, you know, kill the other two. You know how it goes, right? And, um, I remember it was the night before qualifiers ended, and Paul was at the arcade. Now, keep in mind, I was in Seattle, and he's in Chicago. It's a two-hour difference. His is uh, earlier. And, um, well, later, you know, how time works. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, earlier, to, earlier to end the day. You know, his day ended earlier Series than Series of did. clocks. <laughs> yeah. And um, he... I, he had just finished up, and I was like, hey, how to go? You raise any scores? He's like, nah. I was like, okay, you, you going back to the arcade or anything? Like, you going to try and do, like, some last-minute grinding? And he's like, no, I think I'm just going to call it. And I was like, okay, okay. And he says, what about you? Are, are you planning to go to the arcade? I was like, yeah, I don't know. It might be kind of tr- uh, kind of tough, you know, kind of tricky, you know, to pull off or whatever. He's like, all right, yeah, GG, GG, right? So he goes to sleep, right? Because round one's up until 2 in the morning, and I think the cutoff was 5 a.m. Because so- sometime in the afternoon in Japan, right? So, um, I, I told my wife at the time, I mean, she's obviously still my wife, but at, at the time I, I told my wife, my then uh, and now wife, <laughs> um, I said, Hey, I'm going to go to the arcade. Like, let me go. Um, because, uh, we just had my, my first kid, my daughter. So, you know, leaving to go play was really tricky. You know, I couldn't grind as much as I wanted to, but it was like, this is my chance. Like, let me go to the arcade. And she's like, I, you know, I give, I grant you leave to go. Right. <laughs> so I went to the arcade and I remember posting on, I think I put like friends only minus Paul. Like I didn't want him to see the post. And I was like, don't go to round one. Like, I was like, if you're planning to go to round one at night, do not go. Cause I wanted the machine to myself so I yeah. could grind. And, um, I killed it. I just absolutely murdered it. Like my, I remember. Yeah. And and I was just like, I remember sitting there doing the math. I'm like, okay, hold on. If this is my current score, and then I got these, I took a photo of like the EX, I added it together. I'm like I go to the website and I, I punch in. I'm like, okay, mathematically, I should be above by like three points. But let me do this again because I had, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm pretty sure I win. The site did not update until like noon the next day, which was six hours after the cutoff actually happened. So when everyone woke up in the morning, it showed Paul was still in third. So his wall was filled with uh, congratulations on the wild Wow. Card. Yeah. And then it updated and we swapped places. Nobody congratulated me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody congratulated me. And um, I, I think he, he, he resents me to this day for that. Paul, I love you. Okay, we're gonna play next week. Uh, please invite me over. Um, <laughs> does he listen to your podcast? <laughs> I don't know, but if, if he... We should tell him to. We should tell him to. Okay, yeah, because he's he's probably heard this story a thousand times. But um, but yeah. So 
I think that that like circumstance could never happen today. Like everything is so instant and like the community is so huge right now. But at the time, like we had just gotten DDR. It wasn't like we had DDR and then a year later, KEC started. Yeah. Machines just arrived and we, we didn't even think we would get EMUs. I remember when people were like, it's going to be EMUs online and everyone was like, there's no way. Konami's burned us so many times, right? And if it is, it's going to be missing features. Or it's going to be off sync and everything's going to suck. Or the pads are going to be bad. And it's like, well, no. Well, I mean, not worse than Japan. Well, yeah, and and we got it, and the pads worked, and it was online. It was like, okay, well, KSC's happening. They're not going to invite the U.S. to KSC. And when they said we're inviting two people from the U.S. as well as a potential wild card, it didn't make sense. It was like, wait, is like, are you sure? Yeah, it was like, is this not like a typo or a misunderstanding, right? And um. Unironically, that was the peak, kind of, because it's kind of only gotten worse since then. Two people, I, one I person. I think they just, yeah. they just found out that they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they set the bar really high. Um, but yeah, now everything, the community is huge. Everyone's active on Twitter. In fact, I remember back then people didn't use Twitter. The, the music game community was not on Twitter. It was mostly Facebook. Yeah, and I remember, like, the people that I talked to who were playing DDR around those times, it was like a patchwork of various Facebook, like, messenger groups that was like... It yeah. was There was nothing organized. Discord Where, wasn't even, like, pro prolific at the time. Yeah. It mm -hmm. was mainly just groups and Whereas Aaron now, in Japan. Whereas now, now you post a score, and instantly you get 100 faves on it from people on Twitter. Yeah. And don't forget, now we have this interaction with the Japanese community, which totally didn't exist before then, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just a different time, and now I just think that the information would have just gone so quickly that it wouldn't be this big grand surprise like we have now. Well, that's sick, though, you know? For sure, yeah. Man, speaking of the Japanese community, I really miss Japan, and I also unironically love being called Demosan. It's the best feeling in the world. I, I can't wait to go back. They I just saw an article today that said that they're likely to have had everyone who wants to be vaccinated to be vaccinated by, like, November. In Japan? In nice. Japan. And that's their estimation, which is better than what I expected. Hopefully it resolves and we can head back to Japan and play TDR again. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go to... Super duper extra exclusive because uh, <laughs> because of the pandemic. I was like, this is cutting it too close because we had already heard that yeah. some stuff was happening. Yeah. Um. But the second it's all over, super duper pooper uh, extra exclusive turbo arcade edition. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just gonna stay for like six months. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a good plan. Um. Definitely want to make something happen. I know that you know Tri Tower closed, which is just super sad. But... Yeah. Rest in peace, Tri Tower. I feel like. You know, I, I'm very lucky to have gone there, like, just a couple months before they closed mm -hmm. and, you know, played a, a crap load of DDR and saw all the all the, all the the crew. It was just it was just great. But, yeah, yeah, it was probably the best place to play pretty much ever. The, Kawasaki Warehouse was also solid, and they also shut down. Yeah. So, really, all you're looking at now is all the big box arcades, Taito, Sega, Namco, and Round 1. Yeah. Um, I mean, Leisureland, but... You know, I mean, that's still kind of a big box, you know. Um, yeah, it's sad, but I think like the fact that you know, communities like Life 4 are bigger than they've ever been, and uh, I think some of that momentum that we lost because of COVID, hopefully, I think it's gonna come back. The interesting Club thing Fantastic is helping, etc. Yeah, exactly. The, the interesting thing about the pandemic is that I remember when it started, I was like. 
oh my god this is good we we were we had so much momentum going in in the dance game community and this is just gonna destroy it all but it didn't and like i feel like people were still posting a lot about yeah. like their home setups and things like that and as soon as people were going back to the arcade it just it feels like it's it just never stopped i don't yeah. know how I just, yeah, I just actually recently published, uh, like, a nine-minute video just doing some brief life updates and just, like, general thoughts on just uh, trying to update whoever follows me on, like, all these things are happening in the dance game community. And, like, doing that was a great way to reflect on when COVID happened. Uh, a lot of people, I think, were naturally experiencing a lot of, like, existential depression and just, like, isolation and all that. But it's reassuring. Like, I've, I've met so many new people myself on Twitch, uh, you know, through my own streaming uh, throughout the past year and change, and it's been super inspiring. Like, I think the Stepmania category has just grown exponentially on, on Twitch. Um, so many new streamers, so much new blood, which I think is key, right? I think, like, you look at someone like June, right? June's progress. Uh, Don't even get me started on that. It's totally insane, right? And so it's, like, the idea that there are young folks like June. June's definitely not the only one. There's definitely a ton of players. Uh, June is, I just think, the best one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty, pretty like, unequivocally the best one. Um, but yeah, I, I love that that's kind of like... Uh, by, by, for me, by seeing young players pick it up, by seeing all these new streamers, by seeing, you know, all this community still happening behind the scenes, that's probably why it's, like you said, it's probably why we feel like we're just going back to the arcade now which has been really fun. I've gone with Roger a few times now and just played with Hudson the other day. Um, yeah, it's it's ha as we're going back and it feels like it kind of never stopped. I think because of all this, exactly. Stuff, I, I think stuff. a lot a lot of us worked pretty hard to try to keep the momentum going. Yeah, like you you like you said you've been streaming a lot. We organized Club Fantastic and. Democracy Sim File Tournament. Democracy ECFA yeah. was going ECFA, on. ECFA St we got Sim RPG. RPG. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's mm -hmm. it's crazy that people have continued to do everything, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. And you know, um, a few things that I personally feel about it was I was getting super burnt out of DDR because I was going for the 18 uh, PFC lamp, and um, I mean basically I'd go to the arcade. I'd play Degris for six hours and go home. And, like, it's not fun. I mean, it's literally not fun. So I started diving into, like, double, you know, and trying to... I PFC'd the 14 folder on double. Started working on 15, but I don't know if you've ever seen B4U Voltage There's double. There's a lot of... Oh, well, my no, God. Th that's the only one. B4U Voltage is physically impossible. But <laughs> everything else is tricky and hard, but, like, that one is just... A, you know, it should be a 19, but... Um, so... It, it just, and then it was like, okay, let me MFC the 10 folder. Like, let me, you know, MFC the supernova. You know, just like, to me, it ultimately looking back, that's all a waste of time because it doesn't make me any better. Like at a tournament, we're not picking NGO basic at tournaments, you know, it's like a cool, <laughs> sure it's impossible. yeah, but not only that, every time they release a new 10, I lose my lamp. And like now I have to sit there and like MFC. I can't imagine what Chris is going through right now with the 14 folder because he has to like catch up with all those. And it's it's more of a grind and it's not enjoyable. And I was just really feeling burnt out of DDR because it was like four songs. I'm going to pick nine over the period. Oh, I got a grade on the first step of over the period. Quit out. Like it's, it's not enjoyable at all. And I think being able to take like a year and a half away from DDR and playing other games now it's exciting to go back because one, there's new songs, but two, I just even getting back to where I was means I can enjoy all the other content the game has to offer. 
in six months, I'll be complaining about the same stuff, I'm sure. But it's <laughs> yeah. going to be fun for That's the next... That's the cycle, though. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be We're fun. We're all part of the cycle. I think we all needed a break. And um, this is a bit of a segue, because we were talking about, like, we were at our peak. And you know the fighting game tournament CEO? Yeah. And we were supposed to have the DDR Storm there for the second year, second or third year. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but he just, Alex Javeli just, uh, like, added registrations and, like, the hotels and stuff like that. Every single tournament capped like within hours of it going live. It's looking to be like the oh, biggest yeah. That's going to happen with the DDR like, tournaments, 100%. It, it's unprecedented. He's, I mean, feel free to quote me on being incorrect because I don't follow the fighting game too much. Yeah. But I do follow Axel Bailey and he added like another hotel, booked instantly, third hotel, wow. booked instantly. That's like awesome. Everything is selling out because people are just, they are ready to get back to tournaments. Yeah. And I, I totally believe the first big one will probably be the big deal. Probably, yeah. And if it was already looking to be like a big deal, I think it's going to be. Oh, I'm going instantly. The huge deal. I think a lot of people it, feel that way. It's going to be. It's going to be crazy. So, like, I, so many things I took for granted, and so many tournaments were happening. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go to this one. I'll go to this other one because I don't, I don't feel like it right mm -hmm. now. And like now, looking back on that, I'm like, what was I doing? This was the, the most magical dance game time ever, and I just ignored tournaments. I ignored events. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> as much be, as I can. I didn't go to Infinity Stage. I didn't go to Raj. And, like, these are things that, like, I'll never be able to go to now. Yeah. Not going into that. We, but we'll have another Infinity Stage. <laughs> okay. I, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. Can't say the same about Raj, but, yeah. Infinity <laughs> Stage is definitely happening. <laughs> A lot has happened in the past year or so, but... um. <laughs> Roger backpedaling out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> there's... there's <laughs> but I think I think right now we we definitely have a lot of gaps to fill and uh, people are anxious and people are excited. It's gonna be. It's I think I, I mentioned before like when we first entered the dance game re renaissance, which is I think a quote I used in your interview. A long you time did, ago. yeah. And I, I just love that term and it it I feels like maybe we we got cut short at our peak. But looking back at it now, I think moving forward, we're going to surpass that. Mm -hmm. I think Absolutely. it's going to be bigger it's than true. it ever was. Yeah, I, I think that, especially with what's happening on online, I feel like the because we had to post so much online uh, over the, the pandemic, we, we had to spam our dance game crap somewhere. I and mean, we couldn't do it to each other in real life. So we had to broadcast it on, on the internet. And I feel like the, the volume of posts and stuff has just kind of gone way up. So I think that greater attention to stuff on the internet, um, people just wanting to get back and do things, I think, yeah, people are, are, are really going to kind of go think, crazy with it. I think also dance games, first, being able to play at home, Step Maniacs pads have really benefited from this pan pandemic. I mean, oh, yeah. they already sold Great out. Great job, Kyle. They already, <laughs> they already sold out in five seconds. Now they sell out in two seconds because people could not go to the arcade. They needed a pad. Then we've also got that... Friday Night Funkin', yeah. right? Which I have not looked too much into, yeah. but when I see a tweet about it, I see like 10,000 comments yeah. or something ridiculous. The reach I'm like, is insane. And I'm like, wait, why it's are totally this insane. many people talking about dance games? And I see it's some sort of like Flash or, or some other yeah. type of game, but that's awesome because it means now dance games are kind of back in the spot. Yeah, and those people will see, like with Friday Night Funkin', like I've, to me, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is not exactly my thing because... I already know what my thing is. It's this stuff, you yeah. know? But looking at it, I'm like, okay, these people are going to get into this, and they're going to see that this is like the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. There's just so much stuff yeah. that they can get into, and they're going to see videos of, of Endymion Challenge and stuff like that, <laughs> and they're going <laughs> to... 
you know, and, it's you just, know, it's a totally different game. It's just like, like you said, it's just the, yeah, um, but, but the it's, gateway. it's, it's the gateway and yeah, that's yeah. what it is. And it's going to get people interested. And I think another thing that's really going to help is that round one, which is the major place that people can play DDR has continued to expand and open new stores throughout the pandemic. So as these stores are reopening and people are seeing stuff like Friday Night Funkin', the odds of them having a local place that they could go play it are even higher than it was pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly surprised about the round one situation where, like, my major fear whenever the we got a bunch of bad news about the pandemic was like, man, you know, round one was just blowing up here and now they're going to lose a bunch of money because you know they're it's an overseas company they're going to want to pull out immediately but they didn't mm-hmm. and they're all still here i can't believe it no they're not, most, they're not all mostly, still here not but, but but just to clarify and this is not exactly insider information but for the two stores that did close um one of them the uh massachusetts store they they shut down the mall and they were not allowed to renew their contract. So we didn't that was they did so not want to, they did not want to close that store. They were forced to close the store because the mall was shutting down. The Chicago store um and this is actually not my information. I've gotten this from Mark Hansen. So um it's not inside around one information. I've heard him say this, but he said that that store was only profitable on the grand opening. Aside from grand opening week, Yikes. it has been in the red. And I can tell you that's true because me being at that store, there's never anyone in there. Store made, made like. I wonder why that even happens, but the store, you know. the mall is just the worst mall. There's, you go into the food court. There's two restaurants. Every big box store is closed. And it's been like that for years, and yet the mall never was like going out of business. It just exists. I don't know. Maybe rent is cheap, but um, it basically got to the point to where everybody was pulling out. The mall's not shutting down. Everyone said this is a complete waste of money, and they pulled out. It yeah. was not pandemic related from what I've heard is it was pl- they were planning to do it at the end of that contract, which yeah. is X amount of years. And it just so happened to align with the pandemic. <laughs> so um, with that said, no stores shut down due to the pandemic. I can't say the same for Dave and Buster's. Well, they did have some trouble, but they had some, uh, you know, outside investment. Yeah. During Who the did? Pandemic. Dave and Buster's? D&B. Yeah. Yeah, they- I saw that they got like 40% shares or something like that bought by like some other company yeah there was a there was a bunch of outside investment firms that like wanted to save dave and busters for some reason thanks those guys (laughs) thanks dudes so um so that's good that that the arcades are are still around and and they're still bringing in new games um you know that we got the lightning cabinets uh basically throughout the pandemic right um for 2dx which are the antithesis of the gold cabinets because they're yeah actually good I think like but but moving back or moving forward rather there's a forward or back however you want to do it there's um I think there's a lot to put together here and uh I think it's going to be bigger than ever you know especially with all factors combined so the pandemic did maybe more good for the community than it did bad all things considered Yeah I would I would agree I mean it definitely made me thankful for like what I had before. Well, I was like, I was used to this like gigantic social sphere from dance games where I would go to the arcade multiple times a week and see like a dozen people that like we all played together and things like that. And it's like, you know, I I really miss this and I, I really kind of want to double down on this as soon as this is over. So yeah, um, yeah, That's I'm, exactly I'm, I'm excited so. about how, how things are going to go. I can't wait for the next tournament. Big deal if that happens. Um, if it happens. Well, I mean, when, when it happens. <laughs> when it happens, for yeah. sure, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, moving forward, um, we want to talk real quick about Club Fantastic. So, yeah, so our last episode of the Arrow panel was about Club Fantastic Season 1, and it's been about six months since we did that. Whoops! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Our bad. Uh, we've, we've been doing other stuff. Um... Like making Club Fantastic season two. Yeah, so we, we did another uh, another season of Club Fantastic <laughs> to explain a little bit about the project. The project is an effort by um, just a bunch of us to create a bunch of free and original uh, songs and steps and art for the dance game community so that people can play this stuff without worrying about pirating Konami's stuff or pirating other people's music. There's 34 songs right now. And... Uh, it's all integrated. You just install it and run it, and it already works. You don't have to put themes in there. You don't have to install the songs, and it just works. So it's a great way if you want to get somebody into dance games or if you don't have a Stepmania installation on some computer and you need it, just go to cf.dance, and then you can download it. instantly works. Um, a random selling point, too, is that we have doubles. Like, a lot of new ITG content, um, if you're, like, a intermediate to like expert player and you and or you really just really like doubles uh it's a great way you know downloading our seasons now are like it's a great way to get doubles high high quality doubles content made by some of the best charters out there now so um or who have ever existed in the <laughs> double space to be honest so uh, yeah. that's another i think big selling point that people uh, sometimes gloss over to be honest yeah double it's it's really interesting because like it's niche but a lot of there. people don't have the hardware to play double yeah. but if you do there's you know this is a great option for that yeah well and of course you got the lower difficulties as well yeah. which too. most yep. sims don't have it's just expert and expert only so having high quality lower difficulty charts is, is great too and i think another thing that and shame on Twitch, by the way. Um, I hope you're not listening, twitch.tv. Um, <laughs> I hope you are. During the pandemic, <laughs> when everybody is streaming, is when they decided to start cracking down on the DMCA. Uh, yeah, it's you just know, the, and, ridiculous. And that was really, really hurting music game streamers because literally every thing, the game is you playing music. Yeah. And not being able to stream you playing was I think a huge issue and Club Fantastic like really benefited from as a selling point hey you can stream our stuff because it's all uh you know non-licensed it's not yeah I um, mean that was like the the intent of the project was basically that and also to just do whatever we could to maintain momentum because we were we were like right before the pandemic hit we were planning Infinity Stage 2020 and then once we couldn't do that anymore, it's like, okay, what do we do with all this time and energy now? We have to do something with it. It has to be directed into the d dance game community. So we did Club Fantastic Season 1, and Season 2 has been going on for the past six months. And I, I got to say that the song quality is just it's ridiculous. I don't know. We have enough talent under this umbrella to just have a music label. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and so crazy. The... the the step artists, I think that we should talk about steps. Yeah, and that's because, what, that was going to be the segue. Yeah, yeah. so the, the steps that we have are written by a lot of diverse, diversely styled um, step artists. So, like, you're going to get a lot of ITG stuff. You're going to get some DDR stuff, some pump flavors in there. And a lot of it is, is intended not just to have stuff that we 
we'll have fun playing, but stuff that will push us as players. And I think Hudson is a great person to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, so sure is. We, we can dive into that real quick. Um, my charts have, for those who are new and those who aren't, have always been controversial, and it's not intentional. It truly isn't, okay? Well, some of them are. What, my joke charts, like, uh, what is it, the Osaka Evolved? <laughs> have you seen that one? No. Oh, my God, we're watching that I'm after glad. this. Yeah. Um, their intention, it's, it's <laughs> funny. But, but to me, um, I think that's the beauty of charts, is that you can make a joke chart that's, like, totally not intended to be played, but just watch Like Jaggers. <laughs> yeah, sure. But just watching it on autoplay, the fact that you're able to get, like, laughs out of people <laughs> yeah. and be like, dude, what? I and it's like that that's awesome. Like I love the idea that you just watch a sequence of notes and then you'll start laughing. Yeah. No, like, isn't that so crazy that you yeah. can create comedy from just yeah. arrows? Like yeah. it's so bizarre. But um no, like so one of my biggest things is I've been playing all the music games. I've been playing since I mean Buster Groove on the PlayStation, yeah. you know, but um my favorite types of music games, honestly, and this is kind of contradictory with, with four panel, are games with gigantic timing windows, okay? I liked Guitar Hero, I like Pump It Up, and I like Poppin' Music, okay? So, um... I didn't realize Poppin' had a big timing window. It's... It's considerably mode, well. So if you don't play in the cool mode or whatever it's well, called. so like 2DX for example has always had flashing greats and regular greats. Yeah. Pop and music did not always have cools. Pop and music was very similar to DDR, in which great was the highest window, and then in a later mix they added cools for courses only. I see. And then later they just moved it as optional to where you could play with cools on or not, and then they eventually made it for forced cools. Right. Very similar to Marvelous, how it was added to courses and then just brought into uh, regular play um and for poppin it's very much going for full combos going for perfect combos very similar to ddr um but in ddr people go for mfc's now pop music people don't really go for all cools in the similar sense that in 2dx people don't really go for all flashing greats yes there will be one or two people who do that but they're crazy um and so uh one thing that i've noticed is that each of these games have their own kind of step or in pop music's case just like chart rhetoric and you can have the same song in multiple games and the the charting styles are different and like with 2dx like a song that's in both pop and 2dx in 2dx it's going to be a lot of 16th notes or something faster than that like really crazy rhythms and just like complicated uh, patterning of course with the scratch uncomfortable or what what have you <laughs> whereas in pop music they focus more on chords. Because Poppin' is more buttons, it's nine versus seven, I feel like they figured they can do like a five or six note chord mashing section, where on 2DX, it, there's only so many keys, having it be like just chord after chord would be boring, yeah. so it's more like complicated stuff. And I like the idea of being able to parse like chords over and over. And it's interesting because Pump It Up has a very similar with, step with rhetoric brackets. with brackets, where mm -hmm. it's like we have 10 panels instead of four, which with DDR, I don't consider eight panel, nobody plays eight panel. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so it's going to be really chord heavy. So it's like, how can I read this? Whereas on four panel, it's going to be a lot more technical where- like, how do I do this? How do I do this, right? And so I've just been really inspired by, I like to call it pumping music. <laughs> um, which is, oh, I, I make pump ch charts that look like pop music and stuff like that, but I, I don't see why four panel can't also do that. So when I make four panel charts, I think of pop and I think of pump and I'm like, how can I kind of bring that over? 
And that's always been my strategy. And it's been unpopular within the Groove players. Yeah, so speak, speaking as an in the group player, I'm on the completely other side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Because I play in the groove. And so I, for me, it's not about bringing pop in or pumped in the groove. It's bringing in the groove to in the groove. So that's why when Hudson writes a chart and uh, and we're asked to review it, my <laughs> reactions are just like, no, and also why. Um, but that's what makes... I think well, working on a team, great. And, and what I think is so cool is that, like, what is in the groove step rhetoric? Because yeah. in the groove comes from DDR, right? You yeah. DDR, which is this is what a DDR chart looks like, right? And when in the groove one came out, it felt significantly different from DDR charts. It's like, this is the Foy boy style of patterning, right? Like, did Foy come up with the step jumps or, you know, mines or like, what what part of the In The Groove feel did he come up with versus what just kind of evolved from the game? Mm -hmm. I think with DDR, a lot, of the, a lot of the steps were made by people who didn't necessarily play or didn't, or weren't very skilled. Mm -hmm. And then you, when you do that, you get a different result because those people know how the game works and they know what people can or can't do, or they think they know what people can or can't do. <laughs> yeah. And then they design like a level in the game based on that. Whereas with when ITG came out, it was a bunch of good players writing their own steps. So I think there was a lot of like edges that were kind of sanded off when in ITG, but also a lot of things that were added to it that Konami wasn't willing to do because of things like timing windows, for instance, where because the ITG timing windows were a little bit wider than DDRs, or at least with, with Marvelous, they were kind of able to, like, do a little bit more of a pump-it-up type thing, where, mm -hmm. like, you know, you can work with super-fast runs or, you know, hands and stuff like that, or, or, or jumps, where DDR, where it's, like, so crisp and clear... You, you kind of just can't do it, you know? Or at least you couldn't back then. Yeah, no, um, I remember vividly when I first played Mythology on In the Groove 1 back when it was a 10, <laughs> which I still think it's a 10, but I remember one of my favorite <laughs> things about the chart. Would, my favorite thing about the chart <laughs> is that they have at the bottom, like, how many hands, how many mines, how many holds, and, like, all those things. Mythology had zero for everything. I loved it so much because it was only steps and jumps. That chart, and only a 16th note, so it had no other rhythms. That chart could exist in DDR second mix. And I always thought that was a really novel thing. I don't think it was intentional by the step artist. Maybe it was. But just to have, like, here's this new engine that can do all this stuff, but we're going to have a chart that doesn't do any of it. It's yeah. just a it's just a, a fun little tech chart. And um, I don't know, that was, I thought In the Groove had all these kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe... Um, hidden messages. I don't know. When, as a step artist, I like to look for certain things. I made a chart to a song called Hellgate by Course K, and of course made the max combo 666. You know what I mean? Like, it's called Hell, right? And who knows if anyone playing these charts catch these things or not, but when I play, like, in the groove charts, I do like to think that some of the step artists um, maybe put these Easter eggs in there. Like, Of course they did. Like, you know, Max 300 having 573 is the max combo. Like, obviously yeah. that's intentional. Yeah, but, I just wrote a chart. Oh, sorry. Yeah, finish your thought. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, prior to Max 300, actually, there were tons of charts in DDR that had a max combo of 375 which is 573 backwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, because 500 steps would have been crazy. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, go on. No, I, I, I totally, I, I, I think that that's, uh, well, I have a lot of thoughts. I think one is just like, we, I think it's worth bringing up how ITG's evolved from 
at the G1 and 2 officials to now all UGC, user-generated user content, For right? sure, yeah. I think that there's a big delta there. But also, I was going to say, um, yeah, I just stepped a song called Red Heart by you, um, who's a phenomenal Bimani artist, and uh, uh, I think this this came from Crossbeats. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I made, a, I made a chart to it. It's called Red Heart, and I thought it would be really funny to just, for no reason, again, there's literally no like rhyme or reason for why I did this, but just pull some music theory shenanigans and like there's one section in the middle of the song that's all triplets, right? And I thought it'd be funny to just multiply the tempo by one and a half and just turn it into just eighth notes. Yeah. Because it just looks different. It like yeah. it, like the music sounds different, it looks different, it's it's neat. Yeah. Like, you look yeah, at I it, you're that, like, oh, oh neat, kind of right? Yeah. And like the scroll rate, I have a, you know, I adjusted the scroll scroll rate. So in Submania 5, not gonna bore you with this, but in Submania 5, you can do a lot of stuff that's not related to the tempo. You can just change very pump style. Yes. You can do very pump style scroll gimmicks, right? Yeah. So I did that. And then uh Beakers, uh, a prominent, you know, step artist in uh Club Fantastic and just like in general in the DGC and pump, etc. Uh, he suggested that I make it all then I multiply by three and make it all red to match red heart. Oh, wow. So all nice. red notes for red heart. Perfect. And so now and so now I did it and it looks it looks really cool. And it's like you randomly just have a section of the song that's just like it's all red, quote unquote red notes, all fourth notes, um, for no reason. And I think that that's like Hudson was saying, it's really fun to do like it ultimately Roger said this too. It ultimately is level design. Like you're a game designer. You're working on a very very short level, yeah. So it's fun to throw in these like weird things that like sometimes people today I think will be like. Um, so I've been toing democracy. We alluded to it a little bit earlier, and um, from that it's been fascinating. There's a lot of DDR folks from that, that come from the Xenius I Vanisher DDR community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of folks that come from in the groove tech like technical showcase ECFA type of communities. There's people that come from Pump. Yeah. Uh, there's people that come from Stamina, which is another branch of ITG <laughs> yeah. charting, right? Which has its own like, you know, tens and tens of pages of rules that you should and should not do. So it's been for me as a TO, literally TOing a Simfile contest. It's been really interesting to see who's pulling in what rhetoric. Yeah. Um, and I think that the DDR charts are always like, or the DDR-minded uh, folks are always crystal clear on exactly what ideas they have. The patterning is like super crisp. Um, mines come in series of four only <laughs> to, to demonstrate as like it's a shock arrow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's just like a lot of even like turns, like I'm turning left and right exactly 50% of the time. Just like very, very methodically driven charting. Versus in the groove tech folks, way more like on the outer edges of like trying to push, okay, I hear this sound, so what do I want the player to do exactly at that moment, right? It's like, oh, it's like a 30 second bracket, right? Cause it's like the big bass hit into like this little fill, right? So it's like, there's they take a lot more risks um, and there's a lot more emphasis on like executing moves that are like hard, right? Which For is, sure. I think is what tech is. So that's been really cool. And I just wanted to call that out as like, if you want to like understand more about rhetoric. Um, when I think of DDR charts, and I don't know if you've seen, I did you watch my stream when I was at Brett's place? 
A little bit, yeah. Did you see at yeah, the yeah. very end when I was playing a song in like 0.25 yeah, 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 school? Yeah. Okay, I love 1X. 1X is my favorite. That's the right way to play. <laughs> 1X is my favorite <laughs> Everything thing. Everything else is cheating. One, 1X is my favorite thing in the world. 1X no bar is like the way the game is intended to exactly. be played. Like, I'm a boomer, that's fine, okay. Um, <laughs> like, 1X no bar is, is the only legit way to play the game. Of course, the game has evolved and that's no longer the, the play style. And of course, I will adapt to whatever the new play style is. Right. And I just wish Konami would acknowledge 1X again because back in max 2 they had oni courses right. and extreme they had oni courses and they had courses in supernova supernova 2 1x a boss rush supernova 2 i think it's probably my video with the most amount of views because people it's came. impossible it's, yeah i've definitely watched so <laughs> it's, yeah it's 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 1x i mean it's definitely with the bar but it's 1x and ddrx i want to say still had oni courses but you could use speed mods and then from there, they got rid of Oni courses altogether. And of course, songs have slowdowns, but it's, it doesn't scratch the itch that 1X does. I think it it doesn't quite scratch it, but at least it's there. Like, there are so many parts about slowdowns that, like, if you talk to people who are, like, super pro ITG and they, <laughs> and they say things like, well, Konami doesn't have, like, M mods or anything, or they're, like, they're... They, there's too many slowdowns that force you to read on on, on these things, and it's like, well, those 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 parts of those songs are very difficult to do, and on some level, you just want it to not be as hard, and like, that's a fair thing to want, <laughs> but you have to kind of admit that that's yeah. what you want. Don't I've, get it twisted. Know? I have, I will never forget when Ace of Aces challenge got leaked and. Evil Dave screen capped the slowdown <laughs> and like it became like a meme online yeah, yeah. because I had already watched the chart before he screen capped that. You know that when I watched the chart, I literally thought nothing of the slowdown because I'm like, oh, it goes to the music because it's like dun 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 dun. It has like the false note part. I'm like, perfect. Oh, it's ultra hard, I think, but yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm, there's not a brag or anything like that, but like I, I saw it, I'm like, okay, cool, right? And then everyone's freaking out like this is the craziest like. Have you guys not played Road of Slow on Extreme? Have you played Bag on 1X? I mean, because that's what I grew up on. Like, Extreme has Bag, which is 65 BPM on 1X. Yeah. That's, I think, more condensed than Ace of Aces, which is 100 BPM. So, I mean, it's like twice as fast as Bag. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I definitely think that there is probably room for that, but everyone would hate it. I, well, I think... Room for what? For, the, for 1X to come back. I think... But Differently. They, yeah. <laughs> if you go into the... Ace has the classic folders, right? Yeah. It has the... Uh, if you go in, it has the first mix style, first to fifth or whatever, and then the extreme theme. You, you know, there's like the event mode where you can go yeah. into the... And doesn't it force 1X when you play the uh, the first mix? It does. It does, right? There you go. Yeah. So if you want to MFC one of the first mix songs, do it in that folder or bust, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm a boomer because I like started playing 21 years ago. Yeah. But I also like totally disagree with like I, I for me I don't understand why like why do you like you like to me it just sounds like both of you want one X just because you're good at it. Yes. <laughs> well, there's, there's that, like, and why, it's though? like it's fun. Like if I'm playing Mega Man or something, do I want? To turn on easy mode, where so, it's like... this is kind of a segue into one of the things I was going to mention about well, what Omid was saying, but 
in terms of like as a step artist and somebody who's creating a step, when you make a video game, right? Like say you're making a platformer like Mega Man, right? Yeah. This is the stage. This is how the stage is supposed to be played. And if somebody's using Game Genie or Game Shark or something, they've got unlimited lives and they're flying through the stage or whatever, you're kind of destroying what the stage you created was. Now, yeah. that's fine. But if, say, they've got like a Mega Man compilation and I can go back and play the original stage as Mega Man X instead of the old sprite or whatever, it kind of breaks some of the mechanics. You know what I mean? And I think right. by having one X, for example, on old charts, yeah, it, but not new ones. it maintains how the chart was intended to be played. So one thing I hear a lot from In The Groove players that you don't hear from DDR players and you don't hear from pump players. In The Groove players are the pickiest when it comes to steps. I mean, they are really picky and i'll tell you why they talk about ambiguous patterns if you cannot start an in the groove chart on an up arrow unless there's a mine on the other arrow so you know which which step it is why is that because how do i know if i'm supposed to hit it with my left foot or my right foot right if you go back and play charts in third mix or fifth mix you'll have a left right jump followed by an up arrow almost every time. <laughs> but because it's on one X, you can see it. it's not ambiguous. You know what's gonna come up, so you know which foot to hit it with. I see an up, left, down, left, up, so I'm gonna hit that up arrow with my right foot. Yeah. But when you throw three X on there, it's now ambiguous. Is the chart ambiguous, or is it the player's fault for using a speed mod? I, I think that, like you said, it really just kinda does boil down to whether the chart was designed at the time where it makes sense for people to have to be using speed mods. Like now, like it it makes sense to hate a chart that's ambiguous when you're playing on C750 like I do. Use like, a lower speed. Yeah, I mean, I, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like Omid says, like I, it makes sense. Like when we were talking about how it breaks the mechanics to use that sort of thing, like that's true, but. I think it's also very valid to just like not like the fact that it's it well, sucks. And so the <laughs> player know? can choose how to play they want. That's perfectly fine. But as for the desire to want a 1x mode back, you know, you said me and Roger just think we, we're good at it, so that's why I want it. But that's not it. I like... And this is one of my things against tighter timing windows, okay? Which is obviously is not the popular opinion yeah, in, I like in, in this room. Windows. But the thing about it is, is I like doing charts legitimately. I want to turn the eighth notes on Rhythm and Police. I want to do the spins or the, the 180s or whatever in Brilliant to You Orchestra Groove, right? And when you play a song on 1X, no bar, I feel like it gets you into the mindset of I have to do the Afronova runs in Afronova. But when I'm on 3X and I'm going for an MFC or something like that, or a quad, and in the groove, I don't care about form, I don't care about doing the chart legit, I will do whatever is necessary to get the best timing, which means double-stepping every eighth note. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think at the end of the day, you sort of morph into a different game, but that's, that's also fine. Well, You're going back to your Mega Man analogy, I think it's like... It's a false equivalence to compare, it was like, a bad, it was a bad something one. <laughs> well, that the game developer put into the game for you to mess with mm -hmm. versus using, like you said, Game Genie or Game Shark. Like, I agree that that would be cheating. If you came to the arcade and you brought, like, a device that makes the game run at, like, 15 frames so you could, like, perfectly hit Marvelous on every note... Um, that's cheating, or right? Or you hacked Marvelous to be in regular play when like originally, when originally it wasn't in regular play. Sure, but, but I think, but I think like <laughs> the idea of like I'm somehow by not playing on One X, I'm somehow 
cheating the system. I don't think it's cheating, but I wish there was a mode that somehow... forced it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's but, you're welcome to. Yeah. Welcome yeah. To I, make I would certainly never that's, say that using One X on any modern, yeah. so, on anything past, yeah. like extreme. All right, because that's where it sounded like he was. No, 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 no. It's not cheating. No, 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 no. But for example, I'd love to see like a. I, I, I wouldn't say it's cheating. No, I would love to see like say a course K course. Which sounds stupid, but uh, an Oni course, and it would have like uh, Monkey Business, and then it would have like Last Note or a Wild Card or whatever, and it would have uh, what's that other song? Sick. Like these are all songs that have like quarter BPM slowdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, like the crazy like bit a bit a bit a bit a bit or whatever. And I've played those songs actually on One X, and it's a blast. And I'd love there to be like a ranking mode for play these songs on One X, which they did with Oni courses, but there isn't. So I'm just going to use Four X. But I think it would be cool to have that. But hmm. that's yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I, I think the other thing is just like um, I don't know. I play like twenty hours of tech a week, and so I'm like, I think I'm just really immersed in the in the groove tech side of things. Um, and I think that right now, um, you know, you're you'd be hard pressed to find. Like, there are maybe two or three players in the world, really, that are, like, really, really, really top-tier tech players and also cheat uh, crossovers, you know, do a lot of double stuff, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty like, rare. Right now, if you want to be a good tech player, you have to do all the tech, which well, is, like, in line with your thoughts so- and your comment of, like, you know, being, like, when I see a chart, I want to be able to execute and do all of the things. That is what tech is right now. Uh, so... For I, sure. I, like for I guess sure, I, I didn't right clarify when I was talking about DDR versus In the Groove. Mm-hmm. So for In the Groove, I don't think double stepping is perfectly fine because, the, like you said, the modern tech, you can't really double step. They're designed on 16th to be, notes. Yeah, they're course. designed yeah. to be done a certain way. But like on DDR, you could have an interesting twisty eighth note chart, like hyper twist on, uh, on the hard chart. It's like a 10 or 11 or whatever. The chart is phenomenal. It is nonstop eighth note twists that make you do like 180s and stuff like that. Nobody knows the chart exists, one, because it's on hard and not on expert, but two, because everyone's just going to play it on 3x and double step everything. And it's like, well, that's cool. It's there for people who want to enjoy it. But I wish that people could appreciate, I guess, the work that went into that hard chart mm-hmm. on eighth notes. But now with speed mods, eighth mo- notes are irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but moving forward from the tech and the 1X thing, again, the 1X is also a DDR conversation, not in the groove. I hate slowdowns on in the groove. I, and, 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 and the reason why is because clearly the game was not designed for it. 3D arrows... They like clip they don't, into yeah, each other. Yeah, they don't like line up correctly. Yeah, like with when it's flat, one's clearly above the other. When you have notes too close to each other and they're 3D, the models like clip into each other it's instead because of being. They're, they're, it's like a it's like a floating point calculation instead yeah. of a pixel calculation. They're not yeah. physically in front of each other. They're literally going through each other. So by all means, use every speed mod you can on <laughs> in the groove. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also extremely hy- hypocritical here, and I want to just like say that because I I know Ami got mad at us. But like on ITG, I I play everything on C mods, and it's like it's like the evilest thing ever. So real quick, the one other thing that I wanted to mention when I was diving into what you were talking about was how when you said the the red and you had the arrow be yeah. red and mm-hmm. like you thought that was so cool. I think yeah. that's awesome, and I think it's one of those Just things where 
I sometimes you'll read interviews from game developers or like, did you know, like retro, like 8-bit trivia and stuff like that? Like, did you know that the developer of this game, you know, they were, I don't know, battling cancer or something like that. And so they intentionally had this character have this line of text when read backwards. Like, have you ever seen this kind of stuff where there's yeah. like crazy trivia about games? It's like, dude, who know? And like, this character actually makes an appearance in every single one of this developer's games or something like that. And if you read like all their, there's like crazy stuff that check out if you read this trivia. And so you know that these game devs just have so much fun when developing games and putting Easter eggs like into all this stuff. I'm sure uh, film directors do it too, like in the background, like they'll have something for like fans to, to, to look out for. So as a step artist, I feel like I also put like Easter eggs into my charts and I'm just waiting for somebody to interview me and ask me about this chart. Well, that's what so we're I doing can, right so, now. So I can tell we're them about it. So tell us about Weekend Bounce version <laughs> one. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even share version one with you guys. Um, so we're talking about a song in, in Club Fantastic season two, We Can Bounce. So Hudson was uh, approached to step this song and... Uh, the results were very controversial. <laughs> well, and so and so that this. And then is, we wondered why. This is a good segue, and I'll try and make this go as fast as possible. DDR, what we were talking about, has a step rhetoric, like that's the step style. And then I, I talked about like Foy Boy in the groove, like how did that become like? And then you said just the engine or whatnot, or players versus people who play versus who don't play, right? Yeah. And then you know customs came out, and then we have ten years of evolution of customs, which started as like keyboard charts, which kind of turned into stuff people actually play. And then people started doing foot switches. I remember when that was the big thing. And now we've got sideways foot switches and we've got halfway back crossover 24th gallop mine bracket. You know what I mean? It's like the craziest stuff ever. And um, I think it's interesting because a huge portion, really huge, I'd say a vast majority of in the groove steps, step artists don't play anything but in the groove. They might have played DDR up to Extreme or Supernova or something, but DDR was dead. I mean, dead, dead until Ace came out. Like, even me, I consider myself a DDR player. I'm not sure how true that is anymore. I mean, I mean, no, probably no, anymore. speak about But I'm that. talking about until we got Ace. Oh, right, right. I mean, yeah. He himself said that you didn't play X, X2, X3, 2013, 2014. I didn't touch those games. I played some x3 to an extent 2013 2014 was all brand new content for me it was just hard to stay interested in a game we didn't have access to so i think a lot of in the groove players at that time um for most of the evolution of the step style played just in the groove you have a few, few people who dabble into pump but i mean not the majority of the main step artists and so me as somebody who like makes charts for both i always loved to see stuff that Pump had been doing for a really long time, and then all of a sudden it started getting popular in in the groove. Like, dude, check out this new tech we came out with. And I didn't want to be like, you know, Pump's been doing that for years, but Pump had been doing it for years. Not as refined, I will say. When Pump does a tech, they don't refine it. It's like well, I think a lot of the ITG people, especially um, like kind of observing what people have been doing when they're making the the Club Fantastic charts, is that everyone's thinking very hard about how everything works. Yeah, and like whether it's doable and like the right way to do it where I kind of feel like with pump, they just kind of slop some stuff in there and see if people can do it, which I'm not sure if that's true. Yes and no. So actually the step artists for pump it up are all some of the best players in the game. I will never forget Windforce, who was the winner of the, I want to say the first world pump it up uh, fest became a step artist 
after that. Mm-hmm. And he was not allowed to enter World Pump Fest anymore. It's basically, imagine like a Dolce of 2DX situation where he's the best and now he gets to make the charts. Or Tatsu of pop music, like you're the best, you get to make the charts. So Windforce was virtually the best player and he became one of the step artists. And so everything in the game was, if he can't do it, it can't go in the game. Back then, Pump was no bar only. And if he could not pass it no bar, they would not put it in the game. Which is cool in terms of passing. I mean, you could put in a BS pattern that's not enough to kill your life bar and still pass doesn't mean it's comboable, you know what I mean? But um, no, Pump is made by players. Okay, the well, I mean, I'm just full of crap. Yeah, so um, it might look <laughs> like garbage. In fact, there's, there is a chart in the game. It's actually, one I think, one of the coolest things. It probably could not work in the In the Groove engine. But basically, the song, it's called What Happened, and it's a like a kind of like a rock or a metal song, and it's got like a, a bass and a snare, like doots, 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 and then it gets like heavier, like doots, 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 like that kind of pattern. And halfway through, there's a guitar that does like I guess like a thirty second or something, like it's not what the song sounds like at all. But okay, but it has this kind of progression, and so the step chart is doing brackets to that snare hit, and then just a normal step for the bass, like so, like but 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 right. When the guitar hits in or kicks in, it becomes a step jump stream that's no longer bracketable. So it just step, just step, just step, just step, just step, and everyone thought that this is a joke chart. They're like, this is impossible. You can't bracket those. How are you supposed to do a 16th note stream of step jumps, right? I remember I saw the chart and I know Pump is not gonna have something that 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 dumb. There must be a hidden tech. And I remember taking a video of it and then going into Step Mania and recreating that chart. I was like, what if I converted the step jump from like 16th into a 24th note, right? <laughs> and like, what are you doing? So I converted the whole thing into a 24th stream. It perfectly flows. So I was like, there's no way. So I kind of like memorized it and went to the arcade and played it. And I did a 24th stream and it full comboed the entire part. These, so visually, it looks like a 16th note, and it kicks in right when that guitar happens. That's just so unfun to me. Like, I don't even... Yeah, well, like, so... I just don't it's even... Like gal- <laughs> I don't it's, even understand. It's like, like galaxy brain. All the things you just said sound so tedious and silly It's It's like a puzzle to crack, okay? But but the, the point I was getting at here is that I'm like, this is a new tech. This is something that never existed. And I feel like with each pump game, they come out with a new tech, which, again may or may not be fun. It doesn't matter if it's fun or not. It just has to be something new. And I think in the groove, they kind of, through natural evolution, will come across like sideways foot switches or, you know, bracket foot switches or something like that. A tech that naturally happens that may or may not have happened in another game. But as somebody who dabbles in both, I feel like I want to kind of give them a sneak preview of what other games are doing. And so maybe some of my charts will, five years from now, people will say, that was terrible and it's still terrible. Or they might say, you know, this is like kind of something people do now. I think some of the Stepmania 5 gimmicks, I think is like a strong point because Stepmania 5 effects are straight from pump. Like all those abilities to like expand speed mods or like you said, to force, um, uh, like have it be double 1.5 the BPM, but have like a 75 scroll speed. So continue scrolling but with like different quantization mm-hmm. all those things are things that the pump engine's been doing forever so people are coming up with really cool things in step mini 5 and i feel like there's so many cool things i've seen in pump that i bet four panel people haven't seen yet and so i think you and chris both have things to bring to the table 
that are unique to your experience and your background. Um, Chris plays Sound Voltex, which I don't, and I'm sure that he's made some crazy Sound Voltex charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I think I'm not. ITG I, I'm definitely Voltex. not trying to Do say that. Do you think there's I, anything from your 2DX experience that you have brought to your charts? That constantly, are, like specific ones. Literally, constantly, like li like literally in the past year and a half. Um, whenever I've made a chart, there's like a 90% chance it's it's a 2DX song, and what I'm doing is I'm basically taking the hyper. Um, which is the middle difficulty in 2DX, if you don't play. Um, light, hyper, another. And I'm taking the hyper, and I'm just making it fit for, like, four panel, basically, with, like, added tech, because usually in 2DX, the hypers are, like, the kind of, like, you have most of the key sounds, if not all the key sounds, are just, like, not super... Like, it's readable to, like, a normal rhythm gamer versus another's are just, like, usually so dense you can't make sense of what's going on unless you play 2DX, so I use that to, like, structure. And yeah, but, like, Matt Silver has become, like, a meme. Like, Matt Silver, yeah, it's the great. 14 I wrote. It's just, like, I mean, the rhythms just go to the 2DX hyper. It's just, like, there's a lot of crazy tech that... Is just galaxy brain nonsense, and it's fun to watch people flail through it, which is what a I lot think. Of tech I is. think rhythmically, <laughs> the hyper follows. Like, I mean, I've, I've played TDX forever, but not the newer stuff. Yeah. But generally speaking, usually the hyper was all of the rhythms, and then the another was all those rhythms with the bass. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like yeah. you don't really need for a four panel chart. You don't need that extra junk. Yeah, yeah. You just need the rhythms, and yeah. so the hyper is totally yeah. uh, fits for that. But no, my, my point being, of course, I, I don't think I'm in this unique position. But I think all of us have those unique backgrounds. You know, like I said, you you're playing 2DX. You know, you have DDR. You have in the groove. Chris has like that sound Voltex thing. Mm -hmm. um, I you know, like I said, I've pump it up. I have popping music. I have you know some other things and. I think that um, there are things that I have not seen in like Stamina RPG or ECFA that has not yet been brought from Pump to In The Groove. Either because maybe people don't like it or maybe just because people are not aware of some of like Pump It Up has World Max and like missions and stuff like that. That's really niche content even amongst Pump players. Some of those weird gimmicks people might not even know about and I'd like to bring them over. But I think my big problem here is that when given the opportunity to make one single chart or one single song for Club Fantastic, it's like I have so many things that I want to bring over. So you have to do all of it I have at to once. do all of it at once. And, and that's generally what happens is I have so many ideas, I just throw it all in. But, and I, I think I used this analogy the other day, I like to think of it as like a stone and like say I was like a sculptor, right? And like here's like the rough outline and when people say this looks bad, then I chisel that away. And then when this looks bad, I chisel that away. And then you end up with the final piece, which is the masterpiece, <laughs> of course. But And like I told him, because this was at round one when we were having this conversation, I told him that we can balance was like Schrodinger statue, where we're not sure if there's a statue or not. We first have to agree that the slab exists, and then we can chisel it away and make it a masterpiece. But yeah, well, agree to disagree. I think playability-wise, definitely, a lot of people on in all camps, the DDR camp and the Pump camp and the ITG camp, will probably look at that and be like, "This is very difficult, and maybe not what I want to do." But I, th I think there's there's a lot of merit in making something that maybe, especially with something that's like trying for some sort of officialness, yeah. where there's like trying to establish some sort of canon, where to make to make things that people might not necessarily want to do. 
You know, um, another thing is, is there's so many good step artists for In the Groove. I mean, really, all of ECFA, um, like I said, Stamma RPG, Demos Charts. I mean, there's so many, and Club Fantastic, of course. There's so many good In the Groove step artists who are making the types of charts that In the Groove players love, right? That I feel like if I were to try and emulate that step style and make something that everyone would universally love... I'd be bringing nothing new to the table. Like maybe I, I think that there's maybe an argument to trying to force yourself into a different mode, where your your personality might still end up being in that thing, even if you're trying as hard as you can to make it another way. I prefer. But to I, be, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, it's like I want to bring something different and unique. And, like, uniquely Hudson, you know what I mean? To where when people see this, they instantly know, I know who made this chart. You know what I mean? And whether for good, for better or worse, shock factor, um, that's just kind of my style. I'm notorious for it. I feel like I wouldn't be true I mean, to myself. I, yeah, like, I wouldn't be I get it. Yeah, I wouldn't be true to myself if I made something that people liked. I, I think my <laughs> favorite... I get, it, I, I get that. I hope you know I get that. Like, that is also me. I think my favorite chart in... The in season two is probably uh, Omid's uh, medium chart for pot. Oh, thanks. Which is like, I I just feel like you play it and you're like a it's if a you're eight, like right? a DDR player or something, it's an eight. Eight, yeah. And it's got like, it's got the gimmicks and it's it's just it's just really it feels really good to play no bar. I think, which I don't know if that's was part of your intent, but it was really good. So if you're DDR inspired, yeah, yeah, I think. So- Basically, with uh, with we can bounce the medium as well is the nine, right? Mm-hmm. When writing it, it's like imagine this were a DDR chart. Yeah. I think it's the best way to make like medium too. and hard charts is yeah. like if this were a DDR. Yeah, I think Konami's great up until about thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> plus that. one. Plus one. <laughs> yeah. So Omid, um, what are you looking forward to in the next few weeks with dance games? Well, um, selfishly, personally, I'm excited for round four of the Democracy Sinfile Contest. Um, the current, every round is a theme that is a set of constraints on um, what people can create. And this time, we did a wheel of genres. Uh, I see. Each person, each individual, anonymously submits a genre. Uh, that may or may not exist, but if it doesn't exist, they have to give me five artists that uh, roughly fit that criteria of the genre. Interesting. Give, right? Um, and uh, people, we spin the wheel, People and there's teams of two, people randomly get uh, genre, and that's the current constraint. They have to step a song in roughly in that genre. It's generous, right? Um, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, otherwise, I think it's been really fun um, just going to the arcade almost every weekend, so continue to do that. Um, I'm really excited for the announcements of some kind of tournament coming up soon. I don't know. I'm just like... There's got to be something. I'm waiting for something, but yeah, I think, um, uh, I think, what else top of mind? ECFA stuff ending, um, there's a qualifying, uh, period, like the, we're halfway through qualifying for this, um, live event happening later in the summer, and then ECFA 2021 is going to be winding down into this month, which has been... Four, five, six month long. Uh, it's not so much a tournament as it is like the, I mean, the ECFA stands for Everyone King Fantastic Attack. ECFA dot dance if you want to learn more about it. 
Um, we love the dot dance. Uh, dot dance, yeah, TLD is <laughs> great. great. Yeah. It's like they made it just for us. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it's an event that's for pad owning, um, like home pad owning or like public custom arcade playing uh, folks who um, are just looking for a way to get better at timing. Like we were talking about earlier, like the whole point of the event is you play on 15 millisecond timing windows, slightly harder than DDR, uh, marvelous. And um, the whole goal is to just all improve as a community. There's a you know very Life 4-esque Discord community where it's folks in different tiers uh, who are encouraging each other, folks of similar skill level to get better. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so a lot going on. How do you, how do, lot going how, on. if someone wants to know more about democracy, how, yeah. how do they find out? Um, yeah, you can, uh, so my Twitch, twitch.tv slash bromead. Um, if you use the Discord command in there, um, you can get a link to my Discord. Everything happens in the Discord. Uh, I'm a Discord shill. I'm proud of it. Um, and it's a great product. It's pretty good. Uh, I have a website too, omid.gg. I like the .gg sub, or uh, TLD also. Yeah, omid.gg slash democracy2021 is also uh, like the, you can, it, that's an archive of like, what, what have the rounds been? What have, can I download the sim files? Uh, I don't think, I've, I may have a Discord link in there, but yeah, omid.gg for, for some of the like archived rounds if you want to play the sims. Yeah, I mean, I played the, the first one, and the, they're all really good. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's been a great way to meet step artists. Um, I think, like Hudson was saying, it's really, 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 really awesome. Big shout-outs if, uh, if you're in the Discord, if you're in... Uh, I, I, call, I call the community on uh, my Twitch the democracy, so um, I really appreciate everyone who's just, like, just gotten to know, and everybody does bring a unique style. Everybody... Um, even though everybody is, you know, in the quote-unquote ITG community, it's really interesting how people build on one another's work. And um, we joke around with someone named uh, Kingly. Kingly, uh, they're they're a great sub artist, and and they always do this thing with like, uh, and all their so that first of all they love hard style. Second of all, they always do this thing at the end of their charts where it's like this crossover into a side switch that's demarcated by mine. And they do that multiple times. So it's like, if you imagine like a rerun song, or I'm not sure how you pronounce that person's, uh, the producer's name, but any hard style artist where you got, where you got like this, da 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 So it's all of them. This kind, right. That kind of like melody, right? Or it's like da 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 and that pacing. That's always this like crossover into side switch pattern. So we're like now in the community, we're just like, oh, found Kingly's chart because everything's anonymously submitted. And you're like, well, I know that that's, that's exactly what Kingly does. And so people have copied, um, borrowed like that that pattern and like put it into their charts and, like people do that all over like all all the time and um yeah all the yeah so it's just i think i think this is like evolution of like step charting i see it happening microcosmically and so it's cool to see that also happening with stuff like our project like club fantastic where um you know someone will try some crazy like i think i, I wrote pot with alex forever ago and so then, good. And thanks. And then so you like got, you gotta play everything, Hudson. Will, you yeah, should, yeah. yeah. And then so that influenced it's like, oh, then other people were like not saying that Alex and I had that effect, but it's like then other people were getting like, you know, Derek obviously's always been crazy with like gimmicks and pump the more he's played pump, the crazier he's gotten. Um so yeah, it's just it's cool how you always see this like, you know, I bring this, you bring that, we kind of like meet in the middle and it's like a mix of what I had, what you had. It's all I like that. I think it's really fun. Making stuff is good. Making stuff is good. So I have always been of the mind of, first when it comes to patterns, that there are no such thing as bad patterns. 
there are patterns you're good at and patterns you're bad at, or patterns you don't like. And I think the same thing with, with, with charts is, that I don't think there's such thing as a bad chart. I think all charts are beautiful, okay? And I kid you not, I have played could ups. Could not disagree more, by the way. I have, so I get in there, I have so played, I get in there real quick and say, I have, could not disagree more. I have more. played ups, I've played downs, I've played SMH, I've played all the joke charts, I've played keyboard mega pack from like 2004, and just like, classic. you know, stuff that's, I have this, there's this one chart, it's a Eurobeat song, the song's 170, but the guy didn't know that the BPM was 170, oh so God. it's 150 to 200. This is what hell is. And it's constantly alternating between this the This is literally two. what hell is. It's constantly alternating between the two, and I love it so much. I love it so much because no. there's like a 16th note part, and it goes back and forth between like 12th notes and 24th. It's perfect. I love it because back when I played it, this is like 2002 on Dance with Intensity, I didn't know, I didn't have access to anything else. So what did I do is I learned it. And I learned where every tempo change was. And like now, like when I hear the song, I hear those off rhythms and I love it it's so much. It's like bag, you know? And I love it so much. And I mean, at the end of the day, they're games. And like games can have hidden tech or bugs and like people like, oh, this ruins the integrity of the game. Other people might be like, I love glitching out my character or just like, I love a broken fighting game character that can one-shot anybody. Like, it doesn't mean it's good, but it can be fun because mm -hmm. it's bad. And for me, with step charts, I feel like every chart has the potential to be fun if you look at it in the right, like, angle. And so, um, you know, we may disagree on like what kind of patterns we enjoy, but I can say that everything I've played has been a phenomenal chart in all of the packs, and and I, I just like everything. But um, you know, uh, I don't I can't fault that. Yeah, I I, I that's, that's a wholesome. That's a wholesome. POV. Yeah, I mean, and in a dance games, like I I've played dance rush, and it's incredible. Like it's it's way more dance tiring. Cool. It's, it's way really more cool tiring way. than DDR. Like you actually like do shuffling and like real dance moves. Yeah. In Seattle, we have a community. We have the, we have two machines, and they show up every weekend, and they freestyle. Like they are real dancers. They're like break dancing on it and like doing real moves and stuff. I'm like, I can't do that. It doesn't have a bar, you know? But I play Step Maniacs, I play DDR, I play In the Groove, I play Pump It Up. I'll, I'll even play a poppin' stage if I can find one. Like I just, or Techno Motion, can't wait for it's all uh, good. Rhythm Horizon. Like, I, I mean, I have my preferences, but I'll play everything. I literally, you throw me the crappiest chart, you put the dead end, it's my favorite chart in the game. I mean, you just, you throw anything. You're saying dead end, Groove Radio Special right is your favorite chart in the game. It's phenomenal, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so and so. Okay, um, I think I might side with Omid on this. Yeah, one. yeah. I, like I'll just I'll just play anything. And so you know, shit's cray when Roger is siding with me on. I mean, stuff. I get it, but I also it's an it's an acquired taste, you know. It, it, it's I don't know. It's kind of like food. It's like it's like learning to like toxic waste. Yeah. Like, like there's no okay. This is the one counterexample I want to give to you is like there's no way that you think having. A song that is like just noise. Like let's take like any Mersbo song. Okay, there's this, there's a, there's a song that's just pure noise. It's the wrong BPM, completely off oh, you, 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 I already all, love it. I already all, love it. I already love it's it. It's all thirty second note right arrows. Like completely impossible to pass. You can't even foot switch it on like sideways. Oh, like I it's just uh, okay. Like it just exists to piss you off. There's no way that is objectively good. No, there's okay, no way. Okay. 
So zero way. Remember how I said earlier in the podcast <laughs> about how charts being a form of art and like just watching it. Arts in the name. Can invoke emotions. You know what I mean? Like like when you go to a museum and you see like artwork. Of the word. And you see artwork, right? <laughs> it's supposed to evoke something in you, like maybe anger or it could be sadness, <laughs> okay, euphoria. Yeah, yeah. Like when I see that yeah. chart, it will if it evokes an emotion in me, yeah. it succeeded. In being but chart work. At the end of the day, it's a, it's still a game that's meant to be played, right? Yeah, you know, some games today are practically <laughs> movies. I mean, who can say? <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of those things where we came and agree to disagree. Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, obviously, obviously, there's obviously there's going <laughs> to be limits, but I, I do like to to enter with with an open mind. Yeah. Um, I, I I like that. Yeah, you're so, you're, you're you're bigger than I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably wrap up. Yeah, yeah for sure. I know up. you asked him what he's excited for. I assume you're going to ask yeah. me the same thing. I'm excited to beat Tommy and ECFA. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Earn the hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. And so let me explain this real quick. I don't, I'm not even going to go into detail about the the deal. I'm a procrastinator. Okay. We had six months. I can relate. To you shared the Paul story. What? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's that's Literally. procrastination. We got it. Um. Oh, we had six months to do Club Fantastic. I stayed up the night it was due making four charts. <laughs> this is true. Okay. <laughs> to like 5 a.m. Yeah. ECFA has been going on for what, six or seven months? Six months. And yeah. I, I refused to play. And Tommy's like, hey, I thought you were going to beat me. If not, you you said you owe me $100. I'm like, did I say that? I've still got a month. <laughs> so basically, I am spending like every opportunity I can to play and like grind away at scores. Because if I spent all six months and I got to the best I could possibly be and I beat somebody, it'd be like, yeah, I beat him at my best, which is great. But I'd rather beat someone at my worst. <laughs> because... <laughs> If nothing else, I hope the listeners have deduced what a maniacal maniac this Kaze guy is. It's like if you beat somebody when you're like, you know, you haven't played in six months or six or like a year, like you're out of shape, and you still beat them. That tastes a lot better than being. It's, like, it's just. Ain't that the truth, though? It is. Shout it out is. To it Tommy. is. So shout out to Tommy. Don't, don't take that shit, man. No, no, because because I I want to thank him for being the fire that needed to be lit under my ass to get me in uh, in gear. Something about that sounds really bad. Yeah, you know, I hope he likes it. Yeah. So uh, shout outs to Tommy. That's what I'm most excited for. Um, and uh, it's gonna be fun. We'll, we'll see. If we look back on this, jeez, awesome, jeez, Louis. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight, Hudson and Omid. Yeah, um, and uh, from I'm not coming for, back. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I'd like to thank Omid for collaborating with me on the the track that's being played in the beginning and the end of this episode. Oh shit, nine one one, and uh, that's what's up. Should be great. Yeah. Um, Again, thanks for listening, and thank you for playing. Maybe we should do that. I don't know if we should do it. I, I, just thanks, thanks for playing. Thank you for playing! Thank you for playing.